Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for yet another opportunity to come to you at your word. Oh, how we need the meat of your word. You say a person will not uh, live by bread alone, but we should live by every word. And so now speak your word to us, to heal our hearts, to encourage us, to uplift us, to, give it, to make us wise. That we, your children, will not miss what you have in store for us so that we will be blessed mightily by you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm sure you will agree that life is a mixture of mountain-high experiences and valley-low experiences. I mean, good things happen in life and bad things also happen in life. Now, I've said it here several times. That before every blessing comes a testing. And God oftentimes will test us with stress before he trusts us with success. Test with stress before trusting us with success. And if you look at your life, you probably will attest to the fact that after every trial or test you've been through in life, you get a promotion. Your challenges lead to your growth. The areas of your life that are most painful oftentimes have turned to times of growth in your life. And that is... The way God has designed life to be. God wants us to be blessable. And to get blessable, he understands that it takes character, it takes maturity, and it takes integrity to be able to handle life's elevation and progress. And as humans, the thing that really builds our character and grows us to a place of maturity and gives us integrity that even when no one is watching, we are ready to do the right thing is what? Trials and testing. You know, when I first came to this country many years ago, about 40 plus years ago, I was enamored by Eddie Murphy's movie, Beverly Hills Cop. Do you remember that? I think, I, I don't know if you can still get that on TV or there are some DVDs around. Maybe you can get it on YouTube. Beverly Hills Cop. That movie has been around for about 30 years. And here's what happened. The producers of that movie wanted a theme song, and so they hired Glenn Frey of the Eagles band. And at that time, they, the band had broken up, so they paid Glenn 15 grand to record a song called The Heat Is On. Anybody remember that song, The Heat Is On? It, 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 it became one of the international hits of the decade. It made millions and millions of dollars, and so did the movie. And he only paid this guy 15,000 bucks. The heat is on, and the words of that song goes like this, my good friends. It says, the heat is on, the heat is on, the heat is on. It's on the street, inside your head, on every beat, and the beat's so loud, it's deep inside, because the pressure's high just to stay alive. The heat is on. Ever felt like that? That the heat is on in your life? 
That's what I want to speak to you about today. When the heat is on, when you are facing the pressures of life. Now, it's interesting that the expression, the heat is on, comes from the 1930s during the American gangster era. It means that the cops are after you. You're being chased by the cops. And that's sort of a slang. It's like the heat is on means the cops are coming after me. And later on, as years go by, the heat is on was meant to mean that you are being interrogated or being grilled by the police. Today, of course, that has taken an international phrase. Everyone understands the heat is on means I'm under pressure. I'm feeling the pressure of a deadline, maybe at work. Feeling the pressure of an expectation at work. Here are the goals and, uh, and uh, expectations that my boss uh, wants of me or the customer is waiting for me to deliver. And I'm really feeling the pressure to be able to deliver. It may be uh, the heat is on at home. Your, your, your relationship or your parenting between your kids is on the rocks. The heat is on. It may be a pressure from peer pressure. Or things like that. And today the heat is on. It's a metaphor for stress in life. Something that tests your strength. Where you don't have the resources to be able to get through on that. Or we can say we live in an era where the heat is on. You know, COVID has done bad things. The loss of life is heartbreaking. The loss of livelihoods is fabricating. And they tell us it's going to get worse before it gets better. The heat is on. There are lots of different kinds of heat. But today I want to share with you the story of Shadrach. Misak and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3 who went through all kinds of tests in their life. They literally had the heat on. They were tossed into a lake of fire. But something happened when they got into the lake of fire. Oh, they did not burn like barbecue or steak. They came out stronger and better. And I want God to bring a word to uplift your heart. Anyone today at the sound of my voice who is feeling the heat on in their life. You know, King Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful man in the world at that time. He made a, a giant gold image of himself about 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. And he says, I just don't want to be king. I want to be a god. And everyone should bow and worship me. And it says, anyone who doesn't fall down and worship me will be immediately thrown into a giant blazing furnace. And right by that furnace was that statue of himself. So if you look at the furnace, that ought to scare you enough to want to bow to that statue. Musicians were playing their song, and the dancers were dancing, and you could see everybody bowing down, scared that either I cooperate or I die. Bow or die. Everybody dies except three fellas. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let me give them a, 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 an American name. Shad, Meh, and Abed. <laughs> Shad, Meh, and Abed. They said, no, we are going to do that. We are not going to do that. We will not. Because yes, what's happened? We serve a living God. And God has told us there are two things that we should not do. Look at that right on the screen. Look at that. Uh, in Exodus 23, he says, You, God speaking, shall have no gods before me. You shall not make them for yourself, an idol in the form of anything in heaven, above, on earth, beneath, or in the waters below. And you shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of their fathers to the third and the fourth generation. And God is saying, I don't want you to do this. Two things. In the first commandment, it says, don't make any gods. Don't bow down before any gods. And you got to remember that these three Hebrew boys were prisoners of war in Babylon. They were hurled, chained out of their hometown in Israel, right there, serving as prisoners of war in Babylon. And the reason they were there is because their forefathers did not obey this first commandment. They turned to idol worship. And these fellas said, you know what, we're not going to make the same mistake. We're not going to. The very reason we got here is because our forefathers didn't look to God as the one, the only God they need to worship. We're not going to make the same mistake. Now, guess what happened? They went and told King Nebuchadnezzar. And they said, oh, King, here's what's happening. Three of these guys who are your governors refuse to bow. And he catches a fit. He's mad. Look at that on the screen. It says, Then, then at 13, 13 to 15, then the book is flew into a rage, ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought to him. The king asked, Is this true that three of you refuse to serve my God or worship the gold statue I set up? I will give you one more chance. If you bow down and worship the statue, all will be well. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And what God will be able to rescue you from my power then? You're going to bow like stick. The pressure is going to be on. We're going to turn the heat up. And no one can rescue you from my hand. My brother and my sister, what I want to speak to you is what do you do when the heat is on? We're facing a situation where beloved family oh, is missing their loved one. It's happened to them. It's happened to many. One of these days, it will be your turn. We're in a situation where there's a lot of massive layoffs at jobs, income levels that were rising up years ago have now been stagnated or many are not even getting money coming in. Uh, this uh, pandemic has created a health crisis, not only a health crisis, it also created a financial crisis, not only a financial crisis, it also created a relationship crisis. They tell us that separations and divorces are going through the roof. People can stand each other. 
We are at the apex of a political season, and you know what's happening on Facebook. You know what's happening on Twitter, on the Internet. Uh, even in families, the division, the victorial between someone supporting one candidate versus the other. These are just terrible times that we live in. The heat is on. What should I do when the heat is on? And then I will share with you what God wants you to do to be able to get you through these difficult times. What should I do when the heat is on? And what's going to happen if I turn it all over to God? Now, what should you do when the heat is on? The answer is very, very simple. So let me run through that very, very quickly. It is you trust God. You trust God. You trust God no matter what happens. You trust God in spite of your feelings. You trust God. You lay it all on the line for God. You put all your eggs in the God basket. You just toss it and says, God, you take over. Take control of this matter. I can't handle it. This is yours. You turn it over to God. You trust God. Now let me take a few moments and really share with you what it means to trust God through this account of Shad, Meh, and Ebed. They trusted God. And how did they trust God to be able to get the outcome that they got? You see, faith is a noun, but trust is a verb. You see, faith is a, an understanding that there is a God who can do all things, but the practicality of faith is trusting God. What does trusting God in difficult times practically mean? These three fellas trusted God, and God showed up in their life to be able to get them out of this hurtful situation. You only did four things. Let me run that to you quickly. How do I trust God when the heat is on? Like Shadrach and Abednego. Here's what I do. I don't worry about defending myself. I remember that God has the power to save me. I believe that God will actually save me. And then I announce my loyalty to God no matter what. Now, let's go ahead and read that together. Let's go ahead and read that together. Wherever you are, wherever you are, just say that with me. What do I do? I don't worry about defending myself. Say that with me wherever you are. I don't worry about defending myself. And this is what they did. They quietly trusted God to take care of the advisors. God is a better firefighter than you. He's got unlimited resources to be able to quench the fire that is coming at you. Look at Daniel 3.16. He says, Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves in this matter. The battle is not ours. Yes, you are strong, you are mighty. This COVID situation, we can handle it. This economic situation, we, we can handle it. This political situation, we don't know what the outcome is going to be, but this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to stress after this stuff. It, it, it's, this is God's baby. This is God's situation. Don't worry about defending yourself. That's how you trust God. Secondly, you trust God to get you out of a burning furnace by remembering that God has the power to save you. 
you. Listen to what they said. It says, if O king, we are thrown into the burning furnace, the God we worship is able to save us. You say that to yourself. God is able to see me through. I may be feeling the blues right now. My body may be sick right now. My relationship may not be going well right now. The job situation is on the rocks. But let me tell you this. God is able. God can do all things. Absolutely nothing is impossible for my God. You, you trust God. How? By saying to yourself, I can handle it. But guess what? God's got it. You trust God, my brother, my sister, but I also believe in that not only has God got it, but he will actually save you. Shot, man, Abel said, okay, not only do we believe that God will do it, he will save us from your power, okay? Something is going to happen. Something good is about to happen to us. They declare that wherever you are, somebody say that. Something good is about to happen to me. Family, something good is about to happen to you. The last is this. You smashed it all together. I'm not going to worry about defending myself. God has the power to save me. I believe that God will actually come through for me. And then you announce it. You declare it. Somebody asks, how you doing? You can say, you know, it is difficult, but God will see me through. You know, God will make a way where there's no way. You announce it. You declare it. Oh, yes. You may be sad. You may cry a tear or two. Yes, go ahead and do that. But don't cry in vain. Don't cry hopelessly. Don't mourn and mourn as though this is the end of the matter. Something good will come out of it. Look at what, oh God, now and Ebed and, and, and Shad to said, it says, but even if God doesn't save us, we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. No matter what, we are loyal to God. We are faithful to God. We are standing on God. We are looking to him. We are waiting on him. No matter what happens, it doesn't matter who wins the election. It doesn't matter if my company calls me back. It doesn't matter how long COVID goes on. It just doesn't matter. No matter what, I'm sticking with God. Wherever you are, somebody declared that. I am sticking with God. Oh, my. And that is how, my brother, my sister, you demonstrate trust in God. You don't worry about defending yourself. You remember God's power is able to blow away your challenges. You know, you, 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 you remember that God, you believe that God will actually see you through. And you announce, you declare your loyalty to God no matter what. You know, these guys had a, a difficult challenge. You know, somebody came and told King Nebuchadnezzar, hey, guess what is happening? <laughs> These guys are not only bound down, look at the way they are talking to you. Yes, they're being respectful, but they are not complying. So Daniel 3, 19 says, Nebuchadnezzar became so furious that his face distorted with rage. Have you ever 
being at the end where someone is so mad, you can see that on your face. Someone is so mad. I mean, their whole body is shaking. They are threatening you. His, his, his face distorted with rage, and he commanded that the furnace be heated seven times harder than usual. You know, I was thinking about it this week. Why that overkill seven times? A human body will not last in a furnace if it's just heated normally. But why the overkill? See, here's what happened. Whenever you were in a situation where your enemy is really coming at you furiously, it speaks about their insecurity. They believe that you might come out of it on the other side better. <laughs> If they're really coming at you with rage, coming at you with an overkill, coming at you with everything they got, thinking they, they believe that, hey, you might outlast them. You might come out stronger. You might come out wiser. That this will, in the long run, be again and a blessing to you rather than harm. And so, kingdom of just, 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 just told that, you know what? Maybe their God is probably stronger to deliver them. So let me heat the furnace seven times. And look at what happens when they heated the furnace in Daniel 3, 23. It says, then the king ordered some of his strongest soldiers, keep the word strongest, know that to bind their hands and feet with ropes and throw them into the burning furnace so they tied them up threw them into the furnace fully clothed but because their king and his anger had demanded such a hot fire the flames leaped out and killed the strong soldiers as they threw the men in but securely tied up they fell down into the blazing flames of the furnace. Oh, somebody may think, uh oh, they're going to burn like barbecue. This is going to be a steak that's going to turn into charcoal. My brother, my sister, when they did their part, See, God always wants you to do your part. God wants you to be a participant of your recovery. God wants you to get involved in your breakthrough. So he gives you the capacity to believe in him. Every single one of us has that capacity to believe in God. So he gives you the, 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 the capacity to demonstrate trust in God. When they did the four things, not worrying about defending themselves, remembering that God has the power to save, believing that God will truly come through for them, and then announcing their loyalty, oh, kin, we don't need to even answer you. Even if God, God doesn't come through for us, we are sticking with God. When they did their part, oh, God... Just overdoses on breakthrough. God is so excited to show up big time in your life. <laughs> Trusting God is the calling card that invites the presence, the power, the sovereignty, the almightiness of God to show up in your situation and turn things around for the better in your life. My brother, my sister, when you know these four things that I'm going to tell you, you ought to know that that, that ought, ought to catapult your faith. That ought to inspire your faith. The four things that I've shared with you. When you know these things, you are going to take a deep breath when you're going through the fire. Yes, you may cry a tear or two, but it's not a, a cry, a tear of hopelessness. 
We know these four things that God does for those who trust him that I'm going to share with you. Even when you are under enormous pressure, when the heat is on in your life, you know whom you believe and you know what God's going to do. Brother, my sister, I want to encourage you to lock these truths in your heart. Because if you're not going through a hard time today, your time is coming. Somebody has said, today you are either coming out of trouble, or you are in trouble, or you are getting ready to get into trouble. And these biblical tested truths will do you much good in your life if you hold on to it. So you trust God, you declare your trust in God. <laughs> you don't worry about defending yourself, you don't throw your weight around. Remember that God's got the power to save you. You believe that God will truly come through for you and then you announce, you declare it in your conversation with people. People will know that you are, the heat is on in your life and you say, you know, I'm trusting God, I'm waiting on God. And what is God going to do when you trust God? My brother, my sister, pay heed to this. What happens when I trust God when the heat is on? Number one, if I trust God when the heat is on, say that with me. God will walk through the fire with me. One more time. When I trust God when the heat is on, God will walk through the fire with me. Now, why don't you say that yourself? If I trust God when the heat is on, what's going to happen? God will walk through the fire with me. And that's, my brother, my sister, a big relief right there. You ought to know it before you get into the situation. While you are in the midst of the situation, you ought to know that where is God? He is not locked up by your problems. God is right there by your side in the midst of your precious situation. You will not be alone. Other family, you are not alone. God is with you. And God's presence will be with you. He assures you that. He guarantees you that. Over and over and over again, God has promised us his presence no matter what you go through. If you trust him, he says, I will be with you. And we see that demonstration coming through, confirmation coming through. In short, man and Abed situation, remember they are in the lake of fire, they are bound in chains, fully clothed at the bottom of a furnace heated seven times. The strong men who threw them in have all been burnt into ashes. What is happening to them? Look at what the Bible says. Somebody read that with me on your screen. Daniel 3, 24, 25, it says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, When there three men that had been tied up and thrown into the fire, they replied, Certainly, your majesty. He said, Look, I've seen four men walking around in the fire on bound and on harm, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. I thought there were three. Who is this other fellow? The first son of the gods is just a euphemism. It's saying he looks like an angel. He doesn't look human. 
What's going on here? They told me that their God can deliver them. They told me they were not afraid of the fire. I see a fourth person in there. He looks like he's divine. Oh, God. But my sister, you and I know that it's not the son of the, the God, small g. But it's capital S, the son of God. <laughs> it was Jesus walking through the fire with them. If you've ever been through a difficult time as a believer, you have seen this yourself, that when you were in a tight corner, when your back was against the wall, when your marriage was on the rocks, when your body wasn't acting right, when you were scared how the next the friends will come to pay that bill, when it seemed like you had lost it all, God showed up. When others walked out of your life, God walked into your life. This is what Jesus said. It was he was walking through the fire with them. Look at Mark. 28 21 on your screen. Somebody read that with me, whatever you are. Jesus said, Be sure of this. Don't even forget it. Don't even remember that. Remember why you are laying down in bed and sick. Remember in the middle of an accident. Remember when your boss is telling you that I don't know if we're going to have a job for you tomorrow. Remember this. Be sure of it. Satisfy that in your heart and mind. And know this. Know that as sure as the sun will rise to God tomorrow. Be sure of this. I am. I'm with you always even till the end of the age. Don't let anybody take it out of your heart that you are going through all this challenge and this fire alone by yourself. If I trust God when the heat is on, God will walk with me through the fire. Jesus said it. Look at what God said. God has said I will never leave you. I'll never abandon you. <laughs> Jesus said, I'll send the Holy Spirit, the comforter, to be with you forever. This is the trifecta effect. I played soccer as a young man. We call it hat trick. Hockey calls it a hat trick. You got Jesus, the Savior, saying, I will never leave you. I'll be with you. God, the Father, saying, I will never leave you or forsake you. The Holy Spirit is there with you forever. What are you afraid of? When you walk through the fire, when you trust God, God says, I will be with you. Let me ask you a question. Is God a liar? When God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. When God uses these words of certainty. See, the Bible speaks in affirmation. Look at those two words. Never, 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 never. God, God could have just said, I will never leave you. That's good enough. But, but he doesn't want you to forget it. He doesn't want you to doubt it. He doesn't want you to second guess him. So he, he repeats that. Never, never. God majors in tautology. I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. And don't let the devil or your enemy take that away from your heart that when you're going through the blues, when the heat is on in your life, you are only left by yourself to wither on the vine. Oh, God could not have said it any clearer. Be encouraged, family. Be encouraged, my brother. Be encouraged, my sister, through this COVID situation. Oh, look at what God says, Isaiah. That's 43, 2 to 3. This is one of my life verses. Notice the when in here. Three times God says when. Read that with me wherever you are. 
not if, but when. You're going to go through this, but God said, you got to know this before you go through it. We're in the midst of it. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God. Why should I trust God visibly, demonstrably? Because when I trust God, it opens the door for God to come and be a participant of my challenges. Opens the door, says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. Somebody open the door. How do you open the door to God? By trusting him visibly. When... I'll be there. Oh, if I trust God first, God says he will walk with me, with you, through the fire. Second benefit, if, if I have faith when the heat is on in my life, when I trust God, here's what happens. Somebody read that with me on your screen. It says, if I trust God, when the heat is on, what's going to happen? God will burn off everything that is tying me down. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> God will burn off everything that is tying me down. Now notice in this, in, in this situation, the fire that they got in, they didn't get burned. Their clothes didn't get singed. They didn't even smell of fire. But there was something that got burned. <laughs> The only thing that got burned were the ropes that they used to tie them up. <laughs> Are you tied up today? Are you bound up in a habit? Are you bound up in a challenge in death? Are you bound up in sickness? Oh, trust God and God will burn off everything that is tying you down. Look at this portion of scripture again. Daniel 3, 24 to 25. Daniel 3, 24 to 25. Here's what happened, my brother, my sister. Oh, you ought to see this. You ought to see this. Daniel 3. Two. Got so excited, I moved the screen a little bit fire. You ought to see this. Look, King Nebuchadnezzar, in amazement, in surprise, he says, Daniel 3, 24-20, he says, I see four men walking around in the fire. Guess what? And what are these people? What's their situation? They are unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of God. Unbound, shackles are gone, chain has been broken, ropes have been cut off. Here they are dancing in the lake of fire. Oh, yes. I thought this situation would push them down. I thought this was their downfall. I thought this was the end of their life. But look at what is happening. They are dancing sit in the fire. They are waking up in the morning, putting one foot in front of the other. They are pressing forward to life. God will burn off everything that is tying you down, my brother, my sister, if you trust in him when the heat is on. Let me ask a question, my brother, my sister. What's got you tied up? What's holding you back in life? What is it that's limiting you from becoming everything that God has destined your life to? What are those limitations in your life? 
You draw near to God. You trust God. And God will throw the bathwater away. Will throw the mess away. God will offload the difficulties. God will take off every burden of your life. And he'll make you whole. Guess as he did. That's an incentive to trust in Almighty God. God may take you through the fire. But you're going to come out on the other side unhinged, untouched, unburned. And the step that's going to burn up. The step that's going to burn up. Are the step that's holding you down. Oh, how to raise both hands in testimony. Oh, before the fires and the challenges, oh, I've seen many hard times in my life. And so perhaps have you. But before the fire, I was immature, I was impatient, I was insecure. And every time I come out of a fire situation, I'm steadfast, I'm unmovable, I'm more courageous, I'm more trusted God, I'm more affirmed, I'm more hopeful. It is in the fire that our character is tested, in the fire that we are refined, in the fire that we grow. It's in the fire and the things that are slowing us down, the things that are messing up our vision, the things that are destroying our integrity. It is in the fire and the things that are robbing us, robbing us of our vitality, our strength, the thing that is messing up our vision, our creativity. It is in the fire that it gets washed and broken from our lives. When you trust God in the fire, oh, God comes in. And he knocks off all the things that are messing up your life where you are in a place where you are emboldened. You're wiser. A little bit stronger. Now, for those of you who are in the healthcare area, or you've seen it in the movies, really hot fire can actually catalyze a wound. Maybe you've seen that in the movie, somebody shot in a battle and they are bleeding to death and one of the uh, army bodies will take a hot rod and will press it against the skin and what happens is the heat catalyzes the wound, stops the bleeding and closes the skin. See, in the olden days when there's a wound, what they do is they take raw gunpowder and they pour it right on that wound. In villages, some of the villages I come from, what they do is they take salt raw salt and if you got wound maybe you had an accident and they put that salt in the wound and then they bandage it up what it does is it cleanses up the wound <laughs> kills all the bacteria removes all the pus from the skin and before you realize that skin is beginning to heal again it may get excruciating painful but it stops the bleeding and sometimes in your life my brother my sister god has to stop the bleeding <laughs> But he uses a little bit of fire. He may not have brought the fire, but if it's going to happen to make you a better person, God will allow that to happen because on the other side is your healing, your recovery, your breakthrough. Oh, look at the Bible calls this refining fire. And some of you today, the sound of my voice, you may be going through refining fire. You may hate it, but that's what you need. For your marriage to get better. That's what you need for you to make the right choices when it comes to your health. 
That's what you need to be disciplined, to take some financial principles to help you become financially well. That is what it takes for you to become a better mom, a better dad. It takes that fire. God allows us that fire to be able to cauterize your wound. We're fine and fire. And when you trust God that which is meant for evil in your life, God will use it to make you better. Look at what the Bible tells us in Isaiah 48 verse 10. Isaiah 48, God is speaking. He says, I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in what? The furnace of suffering. God is saying life... In life, you're going to go through a fairness of suffering many, many times. And God is saying, yeah, I'm going to use it to better your life. I'm going to use that to sharpen your vision. I'm going to use that to make you a better person. <clears throat> now, you probably noticed that silver and gold starts off like a black stone, something you'll cast away. It's just filled with all kinds of impurities. But what do they do? They heat it up several times at very high temperatures. And what does the heat do? Heat burns off all the impurities. And so to have 100% pure gold or 100% pure silver, what do you got to do? You got to burn it all up. You got to heat up at high temperatures. And if you ask a, a silversmith or a goldsmith, how do you know when the silver is pure or the gold is pure or the diamond is pure? They will say, when I can see myself in the calderon, when I can see the image of myself in a pot, then it is pure. When I can see the reflection of myself right there in a pot, then I know that a pure gold, pure silver, pure, pure diamond has come forth. And this is what God seeks to do through your challenges and problems. He may not have sent it. Sometimes he allows it to come. That God knows that you and I will be purified by the fire. And he can see his reflection in you. His image in you. You are becoming God-like. You are becoming merciful like God. You are becoming loving like God. You are becoming patient like God. You are becoming compassionate like God. You are becoming strong like God. You becoming godlike and it happens through the fire I trust God when the heat is on God's gonna walk with me through the fire God is gonna burn off everything that's tying me down it's the third thing I want to leave with you my good friends is this if I trust God when the heat is on God will what <laughs> give me what what? Somebody say that wherever you are. God will give me what? And new freedom. And new freedom. Oh, you haven't seen any freedom until you have allowed God to bring you out of a challenge into a victory. Your darkness will turn into brighter light. Your tears will turn into great laughter. Your sadness is given way to a new sense of joy. A place of restlessness is given room to a place of inner fulfillment, satisfaction in your life. God will give you a new sense of freedom when you trust God, when the heat is on. How many of you can testify to that, that boy? You know, when I look back, back at my life, 
come a very long way. But those, those testy roads, those difficult parts of my life have paved the way for great success in life. You're not going to come out on the backside of that fiery furnace broken, <laughs> tattered. You're going to come out, my brother, my sister, with new liberty. You're going to come out with new freedom. You're not going to come out bound up. You're not going to come out broken. You're going to come out blessed by Almighty God. And the Bible is full of examples and testimonies of this. You know, that's what people in the world mean when they want to enslave or entrap you or destroy you. They say, I, I'm just going to put you down. I'm, I'm just going to do this to you. <laughs> but I don't know that your faith, exemplified in your trust in God, is the catalyst, is the doorway for good happiness in life. And God comes and says that I'm going to set you free from the expectations of people. You were in a place in your life where you were so concerned about, about the opinions of others. I mean, if somebody looks at you funny way, you can't sleep at night. If somebody doesn't compliment you or like you on your Facebook page on your birthday, you are tossing and turning at night. You are living for the opinions of people, and God is saying, hey, 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 When you're all alone by yourself, and your 1,000 plus Facebook buddies don't show up, but God sees you through that. When you went to that surgery ward and you knew that God was there with you and got you out of that, what happens is you come out with a new freedom in life. <laughs> he will make sure that you will come out unharmed. Now here's what happened. You know, Daniel 3, verse 26 to 27. Yes, King Nebuchadnezzar, he... He's baffled. He sees these three boys who are dancing. Shot man, Abed. And it's a fourth person. They are just going around. They are going around. You can think of any birthday party song that they were singing. They were maybe doing the line dancing. Or, you know, I'm going on. You know, I don't know these songs, but try to use your imagination a little bit. They were just dancing, 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 dancing in the lake of fire. And this kid is saying, what? What? I'm sitting here looking for the approval of people to feel good. I'm sitting here waiting for people to project themselves on me, for me to feel high and mighty. And here are these three boys that I think I am keeping under my tongue. I am destroying. Look at them dancing. Look at them rejoicing. Look at them bound. Look at them unbound. Look at them set free. That new sense of freedom. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shout, shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Servants of the Most High God, come out! Come here! So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stayed out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads were seen, and their clothing wasn't scarred. They didn't even smell of smoke. You're going to come out of your situation better. You're going to come out of your situation stronger. You are coming out. You are coming out of your sickness, coming out of your sorrow, coming out of your death, coming out of your marriage problems, stronger than ever. You are coming out. There is a smell of smoke. Why?
what happened will be in the past. In the past, your best days are not behind you. They are right in front of you. God is about to do something big in your life. Glory to God. <laughs> you think I have a church full of people here. But the Lord is speaking to your heart. To me, my brother, my sister. These folks were unshakable. And the Lord is saying, you trust me. Trust me in the fire. Trust me when you have a job. Trust me when your marriage is on the rocks. Trust me when there's death in the family. Demonstrate your trust in me. And I will give you new freedom. The very person who says, throw them in a lack of fire and they're going to burn like burnt stick. Now this person is commanding. Come out! Come here! Come here! Come here! Come here! Come here! Come here! <laughs> the portion of scripture that the Bible says God will take the beggar from the garbage dump and he will lift them up to sit at the same table with princesses. The people who are discriminating against you because of the color of your skin, because of your accent. I, 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 I now I have a change of heart, change of mind. And instead of hiring you and giving you projects to work on. If I trust God when I hit his own, God will give me a new freedom. Here's one example of this. Psalm 66, verse 12. This portion of scripture, the background of that is here the Jews who were enslaved in Egypt. And God allowed them to go through this slavery. For 400 years, they were beaten, downtrodden, and slaves. And God is saying, I allowed you to be slaves. And I set the captor's foot on your neck. But look at what you're getting out of this. It was for a purpose to make you astray. They, 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 they. It doesn't matter where you came from, my brother, my sister, you're going to a better place. Doesn't matter what has happened in the past, my brother, the future is bright for you, and God is saying, I am bringing you into new freedom. Read Psalm 66, verse 12 with me. You let captives set foot on our neck. You are testifying. These are the grandchildren who are testifying. Our granddaddies, our parents. Our uncles, our aunts, our ancestors went through some terrible time in life. God will not cut the set foot on our neck. They had us, they had us, they had us under their tomb. We went through fire. We went through water. That's not the end of the story. Somebody read the rest of the story. Somebody read the rest of the book. You got to get past chapter 1, chapter 2. You got to get into chapter 4, chapter 5. Oh, God, your new chapter is just about beginning. Then, 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 you led us out to freedom. Then, 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 we did not lay down one of the days of our life. We came out, we came out, we came out with new freedom. You ought to trust God. And demonstrate your trust in God visibly. If there is no heaven which there is, 
it is worthwhile you are here on earth to live a life of trust in Almighty God so that He can give you these benefits. A benefit of walking with you when you go through the fire. A benefit of when you trust in Him. Burning off everything that is tying you down and a benefit, my brother and my sister, or giving you a new freedom in life. Oh, let me give you a fourth one and then we'll pray. If I trust God, I want to hit his own. Help me out. Let me end this message. What's going to happen? God will reward my faith. There's payback coming for you. There's a big reward in store for you. God's not going to waste your suffering. It's not going to be a minus in your life, but it will be an additive. God will reward my faith here on earth and in heaven. You get a double reward. Tell somebody close to you, somebody close to you, tell them, you're getting a double reward. Oh, family members, I uh, understand some of you are together, say, we are getting a double reward. We are getting a double reward. Somebody say that to you. We are getting what? A double reward. We are getting it. Other family, you're getting a double reward. You are getting a double reward. Oh, for your demonstration of trust in Almighty God. So the king, he has baffled. He goes right there. He doesn't want to get too close to get burned. He says, come on, come here, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, quick, 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 shot, man, amen, come on, come on. What happens when they came out? Oh, somebody read that with me. Then the king promoted, what, 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 what? What, 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 what? This was just, I, 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 listen, I, the, the message could have just stayed right here. Then the king <laughs> promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to what, to what, to what, to what, to what? Oh, my Lord. Oh, I ought to be jumping up. I have seen that days in my life. My darkness has been turned to light. They were promoted to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. What happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and many believers who have trusted in God? It will happen to you. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never goes out in His word. Oh, there was a song I played earlier. It said, God has never lost a battle. God has never lost a battle. And He's not about to lose your battle. He's not about to lose your struggle. He's not about, oh, God, to go down. You're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out with a promotion. You're coming out with healing. You're coming out with a victory. You're coming out, oh God, to higher height. Oh God, that is who God is. He's faithful. He's predictable. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. It teaches you and I that it's a blessing on the other side of suffering. Oh man, my phone is blowing up. Some of you are saying, Pastor, preach on. I mean, I worry about this. I got about 21 messages. Some say, Pastor Mike, this is my message. Preach on. Let me put it on the side so I don't get distracted. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Oh, he's on your side. There's blessing on the other side. Now, you know what kind of blessing this is? <laughs> 
God describes it in terms that will blow your mind. And I encourage you to lock this in your heart. You say, what can I expect? See, the devil wants to scare you to be afraid of something bad that will happen to you and you just use your mind to imagine, I'm going to get killed, I'm going to get died. There's a, uh, uh, God's saying, look, let me give you something tangible to hook your faith to. I mean, rather than just fantasizing about bad things that will happen to you, why don't you have an evidence in your heart and your mind, be assured of what God's going to do for you in real, realistic, biblical terms. Look at this. 1 Peter 5.10. Or oh, somebody read it. Read it aloud. If there's somebody close to you, if there's a family member close to you, why don't you volunteer to read it for the whole family? I hear some of the family members are together in one place. 1 Peter 5.10. In God's kindness, God has called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. <laughs> You are sheen in God's eternal glory. So, because of this, as a result of that, therefore, after you have suffered a little while, watch out, get ready, open your ears, open your eyes, be in a place of expectation. After you have suffered a little while, God will what? Restore, support, strengthen, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Four things that God speaks about in concrete terms, and you can fantasize around these four things. Restoration, support, strength. And what? Just uh, elevation. You will be placed on a firm foundation. That's the blessing that comes when you trust in Almighty God. God is saying, I'm going to take care of you. I got you. God's, God's got you. God's got you covered. He will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he said, well, how is that going to do that? This is not about you. He said, you know, Pastor Mike, my failures, my mistakes, my challenges, my background, my family, my education, my race, my co-workers, my family members, how is that going to happen? He says, no, 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 no. You are sheen in God's eternal glory. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 could, I, could, I could have a whole other message on this, but let, you say, what's God's glory? The glory of God is the compilation of everything God is. God's glory is all his attributes smashed together. You are sharing in God's faithfulness. God is about to unload his, his kindness, his mercy, his grace, his goodness, his provision, his protection. God is offloading his compassion. He is offloading his presence. He is offloading his power. He is offloading his guidance over your life. The Lord is offloading his pardon over you. God, he says, his glory, the very essence of who God is. The totality of God's attribute, you have tapped into that. After you've suffered a while, while you are trusting in God, God is saying, I'm going to reward you with me. God will show you something. He says, you just trust in me. Trust in me. So there's a reward here on earth coming your way. You don't have to go to heaven before this happens. This will happen right here on earth. Then there's another reward in heaven also waiting for you. And here's what Jesus talked about. And look at this. 
He says, if you've been persecuted, if a sword has gone through your, your heart, if you are trusting in God, and you're still holding your head up in spite of your dif difficulty, your challenge, he says there's a reward in heaven waiting for you. You're getting too far, too far, too far, too far. One trouble, two blessings. One, one kind of blessing on this earth, another blessing up in heaven. Read that with me, and I'll, I'll, I'll pray. God blesses you when people persecute you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. The phrase you are my followers is because you trust in me. Because you're standing firm and you're not about to negotiate your loyalty to Almighty God. Because you're trusting in me and you're going through persecution, God's going to bless you. What kind of blessing is he going to be talking about? He says, be very glad. <laughs> For a great reward awaits you in heaven. <laughs> Mother Comfort, Felix, Cordelia, <laughs> Alex, Grace, Janet, your entire family, Rose, your entire family, Martin, everybody else, the children, it says, God, God say, hey, just stick with me, stick with me, stick with me, stick with me, and there's a blessing here on earth, and then a greater reward in heaven. The angels, when you see Jesus face to face, when you see Ray, that I'm told is a believer, gave his life to Christ, when you see him in heaven, he and the angels will have a big prize for each of you. I didn't say this, Jesus said it. And you ought to be looking forward to that. And even in your pain, your misery, and your tears, know that this is not for naught. That this is not a mistake. That your struggle is not meaningless, but it's worth it. So trust God. Like Shad, man, Abed trusted God. How? Don't worry about defending yourself or even explaining yourself to anybody. Remember God has the power to save you. Believe that God will come to your rescue and then announce your loyalty to God no matter what. And here's what God is going to do. When the heat is on, God will walk through the fire with you. He'll burn off everything that is tying you down. He'll give you a new freedom. And oh, there's a blessing. There's a blessing that your God and my God has in store for you. And the Lord will bring it your way. God is a good God. He will not forget your misery. He will not allow the things that have happened in your life to just be a nuisance, a roadblock. While it may seem so right now, God invites you he says, give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> I, 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 I know what to do with pain. I know what to do with death. I know what to do with sorrow. I know what to do with life challenges. I've been there. I've gotten my other children through this situation. I did it for Shad, Man, and Abed. Maybe somebody had a son of my voice. This is your story also. Oh, here's what Jesus is saying you should do. Don't turn your back on God. Problems has a way of pushing us and isolating us to a place where we just, just don't want to connect with God, don't want to connect with people. But come out, come out, come out, my brother, my sister. 
to a place of freedom, the place of healing, the place of vitality, the place of joy, the place of strength. Come, the water is warm. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He's got your number. He knows your grief, your pain, your worry, your stress, your concerns. He knows your hardships. He knows the things that are bugging you, the chains that, that are tying you down. He knows the threat that is facing you. He knows everything that you look at and it's a dread before you. He says, come with your heavy burden. Come with your weariness. Come with your addiction. Come with all your pain. Come with everything. Come, 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 come. Nowhere in the world is there a sign that says, bring all your problems here. But God, don't let this service end without you putting your trust in Almighty God and taking advantage. You're not going to get any deal like this anyway. Simple trust in God. Bring the powerhouse of God's power to give you rest from your weariness and your heavy burdens. Let me pray. Let me pray with you right now. As somebody at the sound of my voice today, you've not made it right with God. You're not, you're not at that place where you've gotten it right. Let today be the day when you make it right with God. I'm inviting you to do serious business with Jesus. Your time will definitely come. One thing that matters is, did you get it right with God? Did you accept his invitation when he said, come to me, all who are willing, I'll give you rest. Did you act on it? He says, for as many as received in me, Jesus said, I gave them the right. The word for right is the privileges to become children of God. Oh, let me pray with you. 40 years ago, I prayed this prayer. I gave my life to God. I have no regrets. Life changer in my life is Jesus, who is the cornerstone, the Savior, the Lord of my life. And today, you too can have him as the Lord and Savior. Let me pray with you briefly. Jesus, today, I gave my life to you so God come and take over my life save me and make me one of yours I believe that you died for my sins and on the third day you rose again and you are coming back one day to take those who are your children with you in heaven on the day that my time here on earth is done, please, Lord, in heaven where you are, that's where I want to be. For the rest of my life, take my life and use me to accomplish what you created me for. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. 
Now I'm going to pray for you and then we'll end our time together. But before you leave, may I encourage you to sow a gift, a seed, into Faber Life Church. There are four ways that you can do that. If you scroll all the way down, you're going to see the ways you can give to us. You can give your cash up. You can find us with Favor Life, one word. You can give by text, text given. You see our number right there. It's a toll-free number. Put it right on your text number. With the word give, G-I-V, you're going to get some information back. You follow some simple instructions. There you are. You are given by text to be able to support this ministry that is so, that's committed to bringing God in the lives of people and leading people into the presence of God so that they will fulfill their destiny in God. A third way you can give is hit the give button and use your plastic debit or credit right there on our screen to give to be able to support this ministry. A fourth way you can give is Zelle. <laughs> I'm a Zelle user. It's pretty convenient. If you're a Zelle user, go ahead and find us right there. Our, our credentials are right on that screen. Give your Zelle and uh, God will bless you. Fifth way is old-fashioned way. You can drop a check right there to us. Please send it to the sanctuary in which I'm broadcasting. The address is right there on that screen. Scroll down. 12217 Distribution Place in Bellsford, Maryland, 20705. And you know God is going to use your seed, multiply it to bring blessing to many people. The Lord bless you. Now, all through the week, parents, I want to encourage you to guide your kids into the worship, the praise, and the uh, uh, Bible lessons in kid-curated formats. Encourage them to watch them several times. Uh, we learn by repetition encourage them all week to be able to get into that maybe after they've done your homework let me pray for you and then we share the grace oh God we are yours and you are ours the God who turns our furnace situations into one of promotion elevation success you say you turn beauty out of ashes and so on this day every one of the sound of my voice who's going through difficulty turn your hardships into one of glory what miracles for your people beyond human ability take your people high to higher ground lord god almighty open closed doors turn down oh god every work of the enemy working against your people into moments of blessing moments of breakthrough lord god almighty in this COVID situation protect your people from coronavirus anyone who has got any hint of infection in your life i pray the power of god will kill every virus COVID in your body in the name of jesus oh lord god almighty bless this family we're good bless everyone else on my voice really good in this new month of November, what has been lost, Lord God Almighty, in 10 months, oh, you can do it. Accelerate, compound, congregate your blessing that the next two months, your people will accomplish more than they have in the 10 months of 2020. Oh, close 2020 with a bang. Send a miracle. Send victory, Lord God Almighty. Oh, on the way of your people, let this month, Lord God, be a month of divine breakthrough. Be one of higher heights. Open doors for your people, Lord God Almighty. Oh, Jesus! 
Do it, do it, do it, do it, Lord God. Bless your people, mightly good. We love you, our King, for who you are, for what you've done today, and what you continue to do for your people. In Jesus' name, amen.